I feel like people come into this run and they want a, they want to be able to price lower and get more deals because they're so much more profitable, but you're losing profits in the end of the day. The more aggressive you can get and keep that risk low because you have the data showing that it's going to sell at that price and sell quick, I feel like that's the way to go. You'll get more deals that's more sustainable and there's more value to it. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 105 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast discussing remarketing and remailing counties. I'm your host, Dan Rapke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured members in our Discord community. Today's question is from Tim. Tim asked, how is land going to be affected in a recession and what are your average days on market? Ron, you want to start? Yeah, for sure. This is a definitely a hot topic in our community. It's a hot topic really everywhere in real estate, I think, beyond land as well. Uh, but things are going to change without a doubt in a recession. Our goal as a company is to buy land cheaper. We know we're going to be selling it a little cheaper, so therefore we need to try to buy cheaper. The advantage with what we're doing is we offer cash so fast for these sellers. They have extreme motivation. A lot of them, during recessions, people need money more. more. There's less money out there, so people need money, so they're more likely to liquidate their land or whatever property you're trying to get. So I'm looking at it in a good way. Days on market, we're still about a month, but we are having to not necessarily cut our prices. We're not lowering our prices. We're lowering our starting prices. Um, we have lower expectations of our sales price. You don't want to put something on the market too expensive and then have to keep price cutting. You're going to lose money at the end of the day doing that. So put it uh, with a very aggressive, uh, aggressively low price to start and you'll sell things within two weeks. Absolutely. We are still selling things very quick because we are on the pricing. We're we're more careful on what we buy in general. I think we're buying better land than ever and we're just being really aggressive. We're pricing things to sell very fast and it's going to continue to stay like that. At the end of the day, Ron, millionaires are made in recessions. There are so many opti so many different ways that people are going to need to sell in the next 12 months, Ron. Sellers are going to need to sell more than ever. This is a great time to get started, a great time to get involved. I've never been so optimistic about land investing in the future of real estate. Real estate specifically, Ron, millionaires are made in recessions. Like there's so much opportunity. But we can from there around, we can get into the show. Let's go over what we're talking about here. So remarketing counties, remailing counties, retexting counties, all the different methods that we use. Let's just start with what is it and how does it work? Yeah, so as far as starting before the remailing part, what we do? No, I mean, you can briefly talk about that, but what is remarketing? People don't know what that means. Yeah, so essentially what we do, we send a bunch of direct mail to vacant landowners, try to acquire land. And the question here, the podcast uh, subject here is, when do you decide to remail or maybe attack in a different way, whether it's a postcard now, um, but when do we decide to do that? It's typically about three to six months later. We like to evaluate our results before we do anything like retargeting or remailing uh, because you want to be able to evaluate what's going on. You want to be able to evaluate your pricing the first time going through. Some markets just may not work and you don't want to hit them again. Uh, for newer members, I would never suggest remailing before six months personally. We do it all the time. Remail, we've had a ton of su success and there's a ton of uh, motivated sellers out there that you didn't get the first time exactly in advertising we call this technique retargeting it's very it's very 
similar to on the advertising side. It's, I mean, it's really the same goal. We're trying to t attract people that maybe be not were attracted to us the first time or they didn't see it. It's another timing, life events came on, but it's simple. It's when we remail, so we're sending mail or text to the same area we've already targeted again. And there's a lot, we're gonna get into some of the benefits of doing it and there's a lot that goes into it, Ron, but the whole idea is to grab people's interest that were not interested six months ago in your case that you're talking or three months ago or nine months ago, whatever that is. And the reasons we do it are to capture more people in the same area that we targeted. We know the area now and all of that, but that's, that's the main objective, Ron. I do wanna get into the benefits of remailing an area, why we do it, what are the benefits, a lot of it I know, as we've talked to uh, talked about before, comes down to data and having data in that area. Yeah, I mean, that's probably number one in my mind. The benefits are you have data to evaluate what you did the first time. The first go around is, especially with land, and we're going to get into this in the next episode, a lot of data-oriented stuff. With land, there is so little data, so pricing can be very, very difficult. Um, if you price something one time and maybe you're too, way too low, you might not get the best results. So hitting them the second time with a more aggressive offer, if you feel good about the market and you got some good intel from your data the first time you mailed, like you can be more aggressive and you're going to have a ton of more interested sellers. A lot of sellers aren't interested in negotiating. Like if they get a $10,000 offer, but they really want 15000 and it might be worth forty. who knows? They might not call you back on that $10,000 offer and negotiate. It's an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, I mean, using that data is probably number one. What was the question then? Just the benefits. Um, you're going to get more deals. Like at the end of the day, like you're going to get more deals. You can price faster so you can adjust your pricing faster. You don't have to go through cause you already know the data. You don't, if you do it within three to six months, you don't have to purchase more data. So you can just, uh, adjust your pricing or whatever you want to adjust on your first set of data and send it out. It's a, uh, it's really effective. Like I said, you don't want to do this too fast. We have a lot of people who ask like, when should I start doing this? I just mailed my first County. When should I mail it again? Like, let's do five to 10 counties and then we can evaluate. Exactly. And I want to share an example here, Ron, for this, because we talked about it a little bit on the uh, Wednesday call last night, but say the first time you go, you get two deals, you get one or two deals, you underpriced it, but you crushed it on the deals. Maybe you priced at 25%. You ended up getting a deal or two. So you bought a property for $10,000, you sold it for $33,000. That's $23,000 of profit, right? That sold in a week. We love the area. The interest was there. Everything about that county really worked out. You got a good deal there. You only sent a couple thousand mailers. You want to retarget it. You have that data. You know things are selling. The demand's there. You have people calling asking if the deal's falling through and keep them on the list if something happens to it, all of that stuff. Like, wow, this is a really good area. Let's go for it more. We priced way too low. This sold in a week for uh, $33,000 and we made $23,000 of profit, right? Now we go and we send 45%. So instead of offering that $10,000, we're offering, what's that make it run about uh, 14,000, 15,000? Yeah. yeah. And now instead of we're offering, and that's a smaller example there, but when you're talking about a $100,000 property, you're offering, you know, uh, what's 15% more, so 25000 so $15,000 more on an offer, $115,000 instead of $100,000 or whatever that is. But now what happens, Ron, we get more than one deal acquired because we're more aggressive on the pricing. We know what things are going to sell for. We know what we can pay. We price it at 45%, and now we get three or four deals back. So instead of $23,000, we'd be making, we'd offer fourteen 
thousand dollars and sell it for 30 30 minus that sixteen thousand dollars times three run so now we're, we have $48,000 of profit from more aggressive pricing versus that original 23,000 and people always are like I feel like people come into this run and they want us they want to be able to price lower and get more deals because they're so much more profitable but you're losing profits in the end of the day the more aggressive you can get and keep that risk low because you have the data showing that it's going to sell at that price and sell quick I feel like that's the way to go you'll get more deals that's more sustainable and there's more value to it yeah, and that's what we've had some members who have had some really successful mailers, but the margins are like insane, which is awesome. Uh, whatever, it's buy for $20,000, sell for $68,000. They're making $50,000, $48,000 on one deal. Like that is awesome. Let's use that data. We know five acres is selling for sixty-eight grand. let us use that data and now let's offer $30,000 on that opposed to $20,000. You're upping your price. You're going to get so many more deals that second time. You have knowledge of the market. You have an advantage on everyone else because you have knowledge on the market. So that's a really good point, Dan. You want more... You don't want to kill your margins by any means, but you having a high volume of uh, 2xing your money versus a very low volume of 2.5xing, you want a higher volume of 2xing your high volume of deals on 2xing your money. And that you might think that might like that ten to $14,000 doesn't make a difference, but you got to look at it. That, I was talking 25% to 45%, Ron. So it was really 20%. I was underballing. So it would be $120,000 versus $100,000 offer. That makes a big, big difference. We've seen it, we have it in the data. The more aggressive pricing you can get, the more deals you're going to acquire naturally. So you wanna find that middle ground. You don't wanna to price too high. You wanna still be able to get deal funding. There's a lot of different things that go into it. But I think we covered the benefits of it, just getting more deals, being more aggressive, providing more value lowers the risk. That's the number one thing. The data that you have lowers the risk. We know what it's going to sell for. We have the realtors in the area. We have the title companies. We have people looking at it for us, whatever that is. Sold a property three miles away for this amount of money. The data is there. So next I want to get into, and you said it briefly at the beginning, Ron, but when should you remail and remarket or text whatever accounting? Uh, you want to make sure your first mail at minimum, your first mail hit pretty much completely hit. You've, uh, wear down all those leads the people who have called have called the people who are going to email have emailed already uh and i don't feel comfortable with this like definitely not before three months i usually suggest four to six months for this because like you don't want to lose those leads you want to be able to evaluate your data like you said before a huge benefit is evaluating when you're trying to sell stuff that's when you really know a market you can say you know a market because a bunch of people yelled at you and you can say that you underpriced it. That doesn't necessarily mean that you underpriced it. Um, that could just mean that a bunch of people don't want to sell their land for 50% of market value or 40% of market value. Um, so they were angry, whatever. But once you sell a property and you get blown up on the phones, you're like, oh crap, I, I could have priced this $10,000 higher and I would have still sold it really quickly. That's when you really know a market. So I, I think that's a key point, Dan, is... Uh, if you got some deals, wait till you sell things on the back end for sure. And that's the other point. So I'd say, what'd you say? Minimum of three months. But the key thing you just said at the end is if you sold some deals, you don't necessarily want to, and you can, if you know you completely botched pricing, you didn't get any deals, 20% or 80% or whatever it was, and you know that you really screwed up pricing and you want to try it again, that will work. You should be able to get deals after adjusting like that and taking some market feedback from what you got. And just what you understand now and you know you learn a lot this might have been your first or second mailer and you just screwed up pricing that's completely normal as well so 
you should remail a county when you have the data period. If you have a lot of data points in a county, there's literally zero reasons not to remail. There's just nothing. Like you're going to get better deals. You're going to get more deals. So you might as well. Um, the second thing was the time. So we have the data and the time run. But let's get into ways to retarget areas. Right now we're talking a lot about re remailing, which is the number one way. That's what we recommend to do. But when we talk about remailing, there's a lot of, or retargeting, there's a lot of different options, Ron. Yeah. I mean, you can do a drip with email text. You could obviously get on the phone and call people or have a, uh, shoot a dialer call people or have some kind of setup for that. So there's all different types of ways you can, uh, change the type of mail right now we've had and we keep on saying this over and over guys we have tested a lot of these things we have by far had the most success remailing with a similar or identical letter with a higher price that is what they're going to look at when you send a neutral letter or neutral text like yeah you might get some different people to call you but it could just the results aren't going to be there um, and then it, you take a lot of time on the phone i was uh i had a consultation the other day with someone who kept on talking about neutral letters and I'm all for it, but like they were working a nine to five, they were uh, strapped for time. And I just told him like, I really think pricing is the best way to do it. You're going to filter down your calls. Um, so there are a ton of options. There's limitless options out there, Dan, to retarget them in different ways. But I, I, I think mailing a similar letter is the best way. I completely agree. And we're trying, we're experimenting with texting and emailing and all of the other options and neutral letters. We haven't really explored it as much, but it's going to be so much time. I want to really make sure we have a process for that and people to answer those inbound calls. Cause all of a sudden your 10% response rate or whatever it is, or no, not 10%, one every 350. So your one every 350 becomes one every 50 or one every 25 people that are getting a neutral letter are calling. So you're just going to have such a large rush of callers who are just fishing out there. What are you gonna offer me? Looking for top dollar. And they're just a lot of times a waste of time. The most efficient way we've seen is actually pricing that mail, doing the upfront work. And in the end, it saves you time. Yes, it's time up front, And there are advantages to neutral letters. You might attract people who wouldn't even look at the letter to get the conversation going, but it's just too much time and inefficiency for me. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I don't have much more to add to that. You could add at the top of your letter, like second offer, higher price, something like that. We've done stuff like that. It doesn't change results a ton, in my opinion. What they're going to do, what everyone does when they get an offer letter with an offer price is pull that second page and they look at the price. If they're happy and they like the number, they're gonna call you, be interested, maybe try to haggle a little bit. If they're not interested, they're gonna throw it away or they're gonna call you and complain. Exactly, you you said it one time and it stuck out, Ron. You said you're either going in the trash or you're going on the coffee table or the fridge, right? You're going on a magnet on the fridge or you're going in the trash. Being aggressive like we talked about in uh, the segment before, Ron, being aggressive on pricing, you're more likely to go on the fridge. You're more likely for that callback. You're more likely for that deal. So that's what it comes down to. Do you want to get ripped up in the trash? Or you want to stay on the coffee table? Without a doubt. And that's the coffee table, the fridge ones. Those are when you get deals six months, 12 months down the line when you priced correctly. Uh, maybe they're not interested right now, but they're like, this isn't too far off for what I'm interested in. Uh, maybe six months from down the line. We've had people who like tell us like they want to finish their hunting season and it's 50 acres. Like we're buying tomorrow. We're closing on 30 acres for 50 grand. He's like, just, he told us a month ago, just give me a month. I just want to finish hunting a couple more times on it. And then we're good to go. And we're going to sell it for 120 grand. Like, yeah, that's fine. We're a coffee table person. He held on to it. He called us to let us know the situation. We waited a month and, uh, we're closing, uh, in two or three days, I think maybe tomorrow. I don't know. 
We have one county run we really, really hit high. I mean, we, we priced really aggressively and we are getting more calls now than we did at first just because everything going on in the market, it's kind of crazy. Like we're getting a lot of leads right now and a lot of calls from this county just because how aggressive we were. And it just shows like those aggressive pricing, you get like they stored it somewhere. They didn't just throw it away. They knew to call us back. They had the reference number. They had all that information. It was somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. I don't have much more to add on this. Did you have anything else you want to cover? No, that's it. Well, everyone, thank you for joining. If you guys have not, please leave us a review on whatever you're listening, specifically Apple Podcast. If you can leave us a review there, Ron and I really, really appreciate it. And it helps this business grow and spread our mission to more people. Share this with someone if you think that they could benefit from it. We'd really love for you just to copy this text down, paste it to someone who could benefit. Other than that, guys, thank you for joining and we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks, guys.